We're right back at it here on the Sided Podcast, this episode 33. Hey, everyone, Cameron is there, back with you as always, and I'm joined by Connor Nichols. Connor, it's been a while, but I'm glad that we have you back on. How you doing? Great. It's good to be here once again. Uh, thankful as always. I'm excited to get into the debates and discussions. Uh, let's see what we got today. Yes. Yeah, jersey out again, of course. There you go. I mean... It's not a new one. I think we've seen that retro one before, but I, I mean, after a while, you're going to run out of new ones to pull out of the closet. So I respect oh, I, it. I still got more. I still oh, got wow. more. Okay. Well, Hey, as these, as these podcasts keep rolling on, you never know. We could see a whole collection pulled out by Connor. I don't know, but with this closet behind him, there are going to be thousands of Padres jerseys. I could just be oblivious to it. So we have six yeah. topics on the docket and the sports world is heavy as it always is with the Olympics going on. The NBA draft uh, was one of the most recent, you know, things to talk about on top of that. It just seems like, you know, the trade deadline trumped everything, both in major league baseball, there are a few trades in the NBA. So we're going to center our topics around those two sports that have been making headlines, the national basketball association and major league baseball. We're going to start with topic number one, here on the sided podcast make sure that you subscribe to our youtube channel check out all of our previous content and if you want to get in on the debates comment down in the description or go to our website sided.co or our sided debates app because all these debates that we are discussing today are on our website and app so go make an account go put up whatever that you're curious about we're going to respond to it and if you post a topic, it could be discussed on this podcast in the near future. So let's start with the first topic here on episode 33. This one, courtesy of Cited NBA Talk. Russell Westbrook is now a Laker. Who won the trade, Connor? Was it the Lakers or the Wizards? Of course, the Lakers got Russell Westbrook. In return, the Wizards got Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope in that 22nd pick in the draft that turned into Kentucky's Isaiah Jackson. So out of the two teams that were involved in that trade, who won the trade, Connor? Well, it, it's a lot to give up, Cam. I will say that it's it's a lot to give up. Um, besides Kuzma, that's honestly good for the Lakers. They got him out of there. They've been needing to for a while. Uh, I've always said Kuzma's kind of a bum. Get him out of L.A. But uh, people love him, so what do you know? Uh, he's gone. Uh, LeBron said no to him. Uh, thank goodness. Um, yeah, but everyone else, it was a little bit of uh, it was a little bit of a cost to get Russ all the way to L.A. But honestly, I will say I'm very glad for Russ. Out of the two teams, I don't think any of them won. I think Russ honestly won because his career has been so awesome to watch. He's always been stuck uh, in a couple of bad places, you know, but um, a couple of bad teams. But he's finally somewhere where he can get a ring. And I think fans across the NBA really want this guy uh, to get a ring. And they're really pulling for him to uh, put a banner up for the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, I'm curious to see with Russell Westbrook, does this diminish his stats? Everyone knows him as the triple-double king. I think it's the last four seasons 
He's averaged a triple double, which back in what, 2016, 2017, we would be in awe over. And now it just feels like a normal occurrence with Russell Westbrook. I'm curious to see how he fits in on this Lakers team. In my opinion, the Wizards won this trade. And I think it's crazy to say because the Lakers got an all-star caliber player that makes that LA team a big three. On top of the fact that I'm a Laker fan, so you could call me crazy saying the Wizards won the trade. When you're talking about a Wizards team that's trying to build for the future, And they just got Kyle Kuzma, an up-and-coming young player. Yes, he's had struggling seasons, but he has a lot of years left in him. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, I'm pretty sure he's still in his late 20s. He's been a great shooter over time for the Lakers. He was early on in his career. And Montrez Harrell, I think people are forgetting Harrell was, you know, sixth man of the year. I think people forget that only because he took such a reserved role on the Lakers in the playoffs. And then they got that first round pick. I just think it was a lot to give up. It was a haul. It was worth it for the Lakers. The Lakers need to build for now. LeBron's not going to be here in the future. Bronny might, but LeBron's not going to be here in the future. You got to build for now. But who won the trade? I think the Wizards did because for a team that's trying to rebuild, they just got three very talented young players and a guy in Isaiah Jackson that can build his way up after getting drafted in the first round. I'm going with the Wizards, but you're right. I, I'm I'm very stoked for Russell Westbrook because this is a guy that deserves a ring with the statistics that he's put up on the board. I am so looking forward to it, Connor. Seeing this big three. Oh, oh my goodness. I, hey, I, we could talk about it for hours. I'm just looking forward to seeing the Brow, Brody, and the king that'll be a good time okay let's move on to our second topic we're going to stay in the nba and we've been talking about that big three with russ uh lebron and ad well there's another big three in the nba so raul martinez posts this who is the better big three is the lakers or the nets of course it's katie Kyrie, and james harden on the nets that, that's going to be a force to, you know, to be reckoned with. I think we're all hoping that that's the finals matchup. Those two big three squaring off. Who are you giving it to? Who has the better big three in the NBA? Mm, I mean, it's a great question, great debate, uh, and a tough choice. But I got to go with the Nets on this one. Uh, each guy from that trio has been playing for their own team for like a number of years. Uh, some of them have had some help here and there, some of them not. But each of those guys, I think, can just be given a team, and uh, you can watch them prosper on it. James Harden, of course, has always kind of struggled in playoffs, but uh, I think with some help, uh, these guys are just going to go. I think they're going to win it next year, honestly, if not uh, they choked it this year. Right. Right. yeah, I'm going to go with the Nets on this one. I think each and every one of those guys is better uh, than your average player and your average superstar Well, as well. They're true big threes. I think that's one thing that we can both agree on is we're not arguing like a Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is that a big three? We can both agree the Lakers and the Nets both have a big three. 
Now, 53% of people on Sided, right now it's the majority, are taking the Lakers. Again, go on our website, Sided.co, and our Sided Debates app, and make one of those the majorities go join the conversation. You know, we can argue who we think has a better big three, but why not you jump in as well as the audience? I'm going with the Lakers, and it might seem surprising, but I'm giving one more year for LeBron James to be the best player in the world, and then I think Kevin Durant overtakes him. So when you're going into next season, I have LeBron over KD. I think that the fact that KD against Russ and LeBron against Kyrie, you know, with, with a, on a pair of different teams that could make the finals, uh, the controversy could be amazing. But I think I'm taking LeBron over – I know I'm taking LeBron over KD. When, when it comes to James Harden, Anthony Davis, I think AD is better when he's in his – not in his prime, but when he's healthy – and on top of the fact that you take into account Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving, I think Kyrie Irving might be the better player, but Russ puts up the better stats. So I think that they're very evenly matched, but I'm going to give the nod to the Lakers because they have LeBron James. And I think LeBron James is the best player in the world for at least one more season. I don't think that you can take the crown away from him just at this moment. So I'm going with the Lakers, but Connor, tell me this. Do you want that to be your NBA finals? Are you hoping for Lakers Nets? That would be a show. And I, I actually agree with you. Yeah, that would be a show. Oh, come uh, on. Think about that. I, yeah. I've been wanting to see the Nuggets get there for a while now, but on it, I, and I am a Celtics fan also, but uh, the Lakers are just full of superstars right now. And it, they're honestly fun to watch. Uh, I'd love to see the Celtics there. I don't think we're quite there yet. We're a young team. We're going to be there soon, but uh, not not these next couple of years with that trio in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, Lakers-Nets, that could be one of the most phenomenal NBA finals if it goes six or seven. The fact with those that level of star power in an NBA finals, I think that might be one of the most viewed NBA finals ever. Because you saw from this season with the Suns and the Bucks two kind of boring teams you could say it wasn't that exciting and then you take into account the lakers and the nets with all those stars all those faces i hey that i think that could be the best scenario for the nba because in the next couple of years we don't know where the level of play lebron's going to be at can ad stay healthy is russell westbrook going to resign same with the nets is kyrie going to play is kd going to stay healthy is harden going to play well in the playoffs i think all the storylines match up so give me Lakers nets in the finals, but I think the Lakers have the better big three. Let's head to our third topic, staying with the NBA, but transitioning to the youth as Uda, U-D-D-A. I still don't know how to pronounce it, but Connor, I promise I'm doing my best. What NBA team had the best draft just a couple nights ago? Was it the Detroit Pistons, the Houston Rockets, the Orlando Magic, or other, are you pointing out another team that had a better draft than those three? Of course, the Pistons went with Cade Cunningham, top pick in the draft. Rockets, Jalen Green. Probably, if you give Cade Cunningham 1A, Green is 1B. And then the Orlando Magic had two top 10 picks. You can't really go wrong there. So who are you, who are you saying had the best NBA draft just a couple nights ago? Two minutes on the clock. I got to stick with the boy. Uh one of the best players in his class, if not the best uh, in his class in the world. Maybe. Um, Cade Cunningham, the GOAT. Uh, I just think <laughs> I just think uh, that kid plays. Uh, I, I just like his playing style. Uh, not much to say about it. Um, 
I haven't seen too much of him, to be honest, but uh, what I have seen is very promising. And it's it's always exciting to see these new guys get to the NBA because you never know if they're going to be all they're hyped up to be. You never know um, what they're really going to do. Like John Morant came out and just actually dominated his his rookie season, you know, and uh, Zion, not as much, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I think Cade definitely got this one. Uh, Exciting team, exciting career path, uh, exciting player too. I mean, I'll, I'll dispute you at this. Zion Williamson had a phenomenal rookie season. Yes, he got hurt, but I th- Zion had a great season. Ja had an even better year. I mean, will it ever match up to the one-two? Uh, that I, say, Zion- I say disappointing because it was hyped up to be up here, and it was – Okay, right. Yes, the injury happened, but yeah. I mean, he's going to continue to get better. I don't think he's labeled, you know, labeled by his rookie year. And he, yeah, he's going to. Um, I don't think a one-two will ever match up to to Zion and Jaw. So I think that it's tough to really, you know, put Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green in that conversation. But both of them are really good individual players. The reason I'm not giving it to any of the teams on the list and why I'm going other is the Golden State Warriors, the position that the Warriors are in right now. The fact that this team probably should have traded the seventh and 14th pick. They didn't and ended up getting two guys that should have been drafted in the top 10. One that should have been drafted in the top five. So the Warriors got two steals and Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. I think Moses Moody should have been a top eight, eight pick and Kaminga should have been a top five pick. So you're talking about the value that the Warriors got on top of the fact that that team is already loaded when you're talking about Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green, add a few veterans to that team, and you have James Wiseman, and you have Andrew Wiggins. I just think that the Warriors had the most clinical draft, which is why I say they had the best draft. Of course, you get the best player. I, I mean, look at this. The Pistons got Isaiah Livers, who was considered a first-round pick before you know his stats kind of dropped a bit at Michigan, I think he also had an, an injury as well uh, going into the tournament. And then Luca Garza, who won, I think it was Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, the the Pistons are loaded, but the team itself isn't. The draft class maybe, but I think the Warriors had the best draft because they got two top ten guys when they already have two of the best shooters in the world, plus Andrew Wiggins, plus a number two pick last season plus Draymond Green. So I'm going to go with the Warriors because I look at the value of their draft class at the picks that they had and the guys that they got. I mean, you know, all kudos to Bob Myers because that was phenomenal. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Warriors can do in the West because with Jonathan Kaminga, who I think could have been a top three pick if he went to college, I am very excited to see how that pans out. Let's head to our fourth topic. This one courtesy of Sided MLB Talk. Connor, I know you're a bit happier because you got the Padres jersey on. So I know you're a big, you know, big baseball guy. So we're going to go over to the baseball side of things. Whose trades have you liked better? Was it the Yankees getting Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo or the Dodgers getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? I mean, both were blockbuster trades in their own right. But out of those two teams, I know it's a big back break when you're a Padres fan, you hear what the Dodgers got. But out of those two teams, Dodgers or Yankees, who had the best trade deadline moves? Mm. Well, I will say as a Padres fan, it was gut-wrenching to hear a player like Trey Turner, someone who probably isn't even needed on that team, went to uh, the rivals up north. But uh, 
on top of that, Scherzer made his way uh, all the way up there as well. I actually, we were in trade talks with uh, Max uh, Scherzer, and I'm actually kind of glad we didn't uh, get him. I'm glad the Dodgers took that away from us. He's a little bit old, and like I've said before, uh, I really like our young team right now, and we really have a good thing going for us. We can't trade away our youth just for, like you said, some um, some very uh, – like very shortly lived uh contracts right um but the joey gallo and anthony rizzo trade blew my mind if i will say uh they that actually that blew my mind i remember last year thinking holy crap the yankees have aaron judge they have Giancarlo stanton they have all their other guys that they usually rely on as well like this team is a super team, and now they have these two absolute tanks to add to the Bronx Bombers squad. I mean, this squadron is lethal from this point forward. I was scared last year. I am bricking my pants this year. But uh, I will say I I do like the uh, New York Yankees trade a little more I just because I hated the Dodgers trade, getting that – you can't get that good of players just – it was just their wallet getting it like I thought you just can't like that for a rival team to do that it was just it was tough to watch tough looks yeah it was hard only because the Dodgers usually get everyone that they want and it looked like the Padres had Scherzer in their back Mm. pocket and then the Dodgers just swooped in like you know like the Padres were the child of of you know uh, of the SoCal universe which in a way they kind of are so yeah I mean the Yankees adding two left-handed batters after the Yankees have been criticized for so long of just having a righty heavy lineup. And this is why New York has struggled over the past couple of years. It's huge. I mean, Rizzo hit a home run just a couple nights ago, but I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Not because I like that the Dodgers got Scherzer and Turner, but the fact that there was a tweet put out that the Dodgers have like, it's something I don't even know of the, of the sorts of like six MVPs, um, three or four Cy Young winners, a crazy amount of all-stars, crazy amount of all-star selections. Like it's a joke. The fact that, you know, you have Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, and that's, you know, that is the artillery that you get when Dustin May goes out and Trevor Bauer is dealing with the, the, the case and the, the allegations, like the fact that you can just revamp with a pitcher just as good as two guys that are no longer in your lineup right now. And then you get an all-star shortstop that can play second base. And then Corey Seager comes back. I was texting with my cousin saying you guys got, cause he lives up in LA. You guys got this player, this player, this player. He texts me right back. Oh, you forgot Chris Taylor. One of the best second basemen in baseball right now. That's how ridiculous this Dodgers squad is. The Dodgers made the best move because with this trade, I think it solidifies a world series. If the Dodgers lose and don't make it to the world series or they lose in the world series, this is the most embarrassing feat in all of baseball. This is the most unfair team that anyone has seen in all of sports. This reminds me of a dream team. Mm, it's funny you say unfair because uh like we saw last year both these teams uh both i will remind you the two richest teams in baseball if not two richest teams in um almost all of sports uh, yeah 
Yeah. Um, uh, it really helped them out uh, with the 60 game season. We both saw these two teams uh, really excel in that short season and that short timeline because of the money they have and the talent they can buy. And they're just absolutely taking advantage of it this season. As you can see, like it's, it's to a point where it isn't fair anymore, honestly, like yeah. these teams are all-star squadrons, all every player on these teams can be an all-star. Yeah. It's I mean, Andrew, Andrew Heaney went to the Yankees and you might not be like, Oh, Andrew Heaney is a big move. Danny Duffy went to the Dodgers. These are two quality starting pitchers that any team could use in their three, four, five spot. So I, I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers, but both these teams, you're right. There's no salary cap in baseball and it shows because the fact that Matt, two all-stars, even if Max Scherzer's 37, I don't care. He's a really good pitcher still. He could be that guy that takes down the Padres in the wild card game. And that scares me. And on the topic of Max Scherzer, I want to move on to our fifth topic and talk about Max Scherzer because he was almost on his way to San Diego, Connor. You were, you were oh so close to buying a Scherzer Padres jersey, but it's not going to happen. Alex Padilla posts this. Padre fans, knowing that the Dodgers will pay all of Scherzer and Turner's remaining money, you talked about the fact that the Dodgers can pay anyone. They could pay me. They could, they could pay me for the rest of my life, and, and I'd, be, I, I'd be good and fine. But the fact that they're picking up Turner and Scherzer's contracts in full, Connor, would you still have done the trade to get Scherzer to San Diego. I don't think Trey Turner would have come to San Diego, would have just been Max Scherzer, but that's a lot of money to pick up on that last year of his deal. It would have just been a rental. So Max Scherzer would have been in San Diego only for half a season. Yes, you really wanted Scherzer, or no, that's way too much money to pay for a rental. What are you giving me? Like I said before, um, I didn't actually want Scherzer uh, to come all the way to San Diego. I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was way too expensive for a rental. We just cashed out on you. We just cashed out on Blake. Um, all this stuff. Uh, we really need bullpen guys right now. And, uh, well, we need our starting pitchers to perform. But we need bullpen guys as well. Uh, I'd actually – I would have rather had Trey Turner come in. I would have put him out there and left uh, for Tommy Pham uh, or at least traded Tommy. Look at you, still hating on Tommy Pham. Like, <laughs> it's just getting to a point. I, I've been so excited to see uh, what we could do with Tommy because he's he's performing slightly and he's like he's to a point where he's like, he's good, he's decent. The he's, he's good, right. but... Like, so I'm thinking he's tradable. I'm excited. He might get out. We might get another, because that's what we need, I think, if not more pitching, uh, just a little replacement at left field. And uh, eighth, I think, if he's not leading off in the order. Mm-hmm. Another bat uh, somewhere in there. But, um, yeah, I honestly would have stuck Trey there in left field uh, or moved someone else around. Uh, I think this team is insane. Uh, we could use a few more pieces. I think we're going to uh, need pitching most. But, yeah, I would have gone with Trey over Max. I think he's old and too expensive. Yeah, I mean, Max makes $30 million a year. He's on his seventh and final year of that huge contract that the Nationals gave him. And the fact that the Dodgers are picking up the money says a lot about what L.A. is trying to do. They're not just trying to 
you know, please Max Scherzer by making the process easier, but they're also showing how superior they are in the money category. I'm pissed the Padres didn't get Max Scherzer. I held out hope. I wasn't when, when Ken Rosenthal put out that tweet, my friends were texting me. I said, Hey guys, slow your roll. It's not official yet. Cause I just had a feeling it's, mm. it's possible for anything to happen, even for half a season. The fact that the Padres are banking on this pitching staff, which was supposed to be the prayer that would end all the pitching woes that the Padres have dealt with in the past couple of years, but has turned into the Achilles heel of this team. The Padres need starting pitching. You in his last four starts has given up 16 runs. Blake Snell has a five, plus five ERA. Joe Musgrove just tied his, you know, his record at seven and seven. He's probably, be, you know, has been our best pitcher so far outside of Darvish when he's pitching his best. Lamette can't pitch because he's injured. Ryan Weathers is off and on. Reese Kinnear, who the hell is that? I mean, we're, you know, we're in a situation or the Padres are in a situation where they need starting pitching really bad you don't get Scherzer you don't get Berrios but you are at least close with Max Scherzer I think the Padres needed Max Scherzer next season it'll be a completely different animal only because Lamette will probably be back and Clevenger Mike Clevenger's coming back so starting pitching might not be an issue but right now the Padres haven't gained ground on the Dodgers and Giants in the past 50 games seems like the Padres have always been six games back at this point. It's ridiculous. You always How, managed to remain five games back. It's crazy. Five or five and a half. I'm like, oh my God, just get to four. Get to four and I'll be happy. But unfortunately, the Padres don't want to make me happy because I live in San Diego and they don't like to make Padre fans happy. They just like to make Dodger and Giants fans and everyone else happy except Padre fans. So and, and now, Ta- now Tatis is injured. Like it just seems like it keeps piling on this team needed starting pitching to at least give the bats a little bit of a break. Maybe only allow one or two runs. You give up nine runs to the Rockies. It seems like it's just going to continue. The trend is going to keep going on. If you don't get starting pitching now, the trade deadline's over. So I think this team needed Scherzer and I was pretty pissed. I don't care about the money. Preller has shown he's willing to pay anyone anything. So I was upset about that, but let's head to our final debate of the day. We're, we're done with MLB talk. We're going to go right back to the NBA and make a bold prediction. Nick Camerano posts this on our website, cited.co as well as our cited debates app 2022 finals champ is it the Lakers, Knicks, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, or other Nick, you're being a little too ambitious throwing the Knicks out there, but out of those teams or out of the rest of the teams in the NBA with one minute on the clock, Connor, you have the floor who is taking home that trophy in 2022. Um, I think I said it uh, previously in the uh, beginning of the podcast, but uh, I don't know if they were uh, mentioned there or not, but I'm going to stick with the, uh, the guys in Brooklyn. I think that trio uh, should have brought home a nice trophy this year. Uh, choked it a little bit. Injuries happen. Okay. Uh, next year, I'm looking for the boys to bring one home. Uh, it's it's uh, tough to be a Celtics fan and uh, root for another team uh, from the East, but uh, you don't really get to see teams like this that often. I think we've all been spoiled for a while it started with the warriors back in 2015 um we've all been spoiled as sports fans we're growing up in an era where we're seeing stuff that just doesn't happen in sports 
very often in this very short time span. And it's not going to happen again for a while. Uh, and it, I, I just like taking stuff in uh, while I can, I think. Um, teams like this don't come around a lot. And uh, I think they're going to be fun to watch next year. I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm cheating right now because I'm going to say that I'm going to give you a contingency and I don't obviously like to do this because the question is who's going to win the finals. I think the Lakers are going to win the finals. If LeBron and AD stay healthy and you might say, well, Cam, if any team stays healthy, they probably have the best chance to win the finals over teams that have injuries. But the fact is LeBron and AD, the reason the Lakers didn't win the finals and didn't, I mean, they, they beat the Suns twice a team that would ran through the West all the way to the finals. The reason they didn't is because LeBron and AD didn't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook is going to add a new weapon to this team, but if LeBron and AD can't stay healthy, then it's over because that is the team. There's really no bench depth after that trade. I'm going with the Brooklyn nets to win the whole thing. If LeBron and AD don't stay healthy, if they do, I'm calling it right now. There will be a game seven between the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers and throwing it up in the universe, Connor, the team that I'm taking at the end of it all, the Los Angeles Lakers. I think that the Lakers have that gene and the Brooklyn Nets don't. I think that if the Lakers take it this next year, then Brooklyn, if they re-up everyone, will just take it in 2023. The Nets have the better bench that means nothing in game sevens. I think it's all down to the superstars. It'll be a phenomenal game. It'll be one of the best games in NBA history. And I'm going to give it to the Lakers at the end of the day. Do you, do you think the Lakers have any chance? Are you giving the Lakers like a 40% chance 30 or no? Just no. Uh, not if AD keeps playing like a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> you were saying injuries kind of held them back last season. Anthony Davis held them back last season. I'll tell you, he was putting up numbers like a, a rookie center that just got thrown into the starting position would some games. <laughs> um, you saw him in playoffs, like absolute horrible numbers. I think his percentages were below 30 at one point um, in, in, like, in game, uh, which is like half of his, half of his buckets are layups. So it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, he got in some rhythm where he started uh, thinking he was a three-point shooter as well, and that just didn't work out for him. Uh, Anthony Davis, I think, needs to pull it together. Um, LeBron, we've seen him carry teams before. He's going to try to do it again with this team. Um, they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat, but I, if AD can't pull it together, I think Brooklyn's got it this year. A lot of question marks. We'll see if any up and coming teams like the Suns or maybe a team that's been vying for a while, like the Bucks, can pull off upsets against these two big threes. That's been episode 33 of the Sided Podcast. Again, make sure to go on our website, sided.co, or our Sided Debates app. Or if you're sick at looking at us, why not listen to us? We're on all podcast platforms. That's down in the description. Also, the link to our website and app. Make sure that you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Check out all the previous content and make sure that you leave this video a like as well. So for Cameron Ezer and Connor Nichols, this has been episode 33 of the Sided Podcast. You don't have to wait much longer to hear our voices again. We'll catch you next time.